Alright, okay, okay. What is up, everybody? It's LJ Talks Facts right here. Let's spit some facts like always. It's actually a very late episode here on uh, Sunday. It's about 11.36 in the evening. I'm just turn my TV down real quick. Um, so I did get to watch Friday Night Smackdown. I actually watched it early on this morning. So, let's not waste any time. Let's jump right into it. So overall, I thought the Smackdown episode was a... Uh, uh, I thought it was bad, in my opinion. Like, so Raw, I didn't get to see. But it looked like an okay episode, in my opinion. Dynamite was really good, but Smackdown was just horrible. <laughs> It had a couple good parts, but it was just a horrible, horrible show. Like, seriously, it just wasn't a good show. Like, it started off with The Fiend. Oh, not started off The Fiend, not The Fiend. Oh, my God, jeez, I'm going, like, way too far into the show. It started off with Bray Wyatt, you know, Fire Funhouse, uh, Bray Wyatt, you know, saying, um, you know, that wouldn't have happened to Alexa the week before if Braun had just given The Fiend what he wanted. So, and he says The Fiend is there. So I'm like, all right, we're going to see The Fiend on SmackDown. It's like about time. See him back-to-back weeks. It's pretty cool. It's like, that's what I like to see. So, yeah, that's that. Um, So it did start off, though, with Sheamus versus Matt Riddle, which I didn't expect. Um, And overall, this was a pretty solid match, in my opinion. I really enjoyed this match. Like, Matt Riddle... You know, even though his character's kind of goofy in a way, he's a really good wrestler. Like, seriously, he can really go in the ring. Like, for, like, a non-serious character, he can seriously go. Like, he's really good in the ring. And Sheamus, you know, Sheamus is just something. When he's a heel, when he's a vicious kind of heel, he's, like, he's one of the best. I swear to God. You know, this match did end, though, with a fucking King Corbin, you know, having probably, like, Sending his lackey, Shorty G, out there to go collect the bounty. Uh, he attacked Matt Riddle. So Matt Riddle got the win by disqualification. And it ruined such a good match. It ruined such a good match between Riddle and Sheamus. I was like, oh my god. Like, we're seriously doing that? I, I really don't get it. It's like it's 2020. We're in the year 2020. We're still doing like stupid disqualification or like or count out like fucking victories and shit like that. It's like, come on, can we like like stop with that shit? Because it's like it's annoying. Like, let's just like it's just it's dumb. Nobody wants to see that. You know, then Sheamus after uh, Matt Riddle was attacking Shorty G, you know, throwing in the ring and Sheamus was beating him up and he's like, oh. And I'm thinking maybe Sheamus is going to turn good here. That's what it seems like, you know. As we go along, you might think maybe he is turning good. Maybe he's turning a new leaf. Maybe he is going to turn into a good guy. It would seem kind of weird after he's, you know, mercifully bullied Jeff Hardy the last two months. It would seem kind of weird to turn him into a good guy. They'll probably make him and Jeff a tag team. And then Sheamus be more sympathetic to him saying he's sorry. And shit like that. That's probably something they would do. But I hope they don't. That would be so stupid if you get them to team with each other. After after Sheamus was just bullying him and bullying him about his addictions. And it's like, imagine they fucking become a team. Oh my god, that'd be such typical WWE booking. I swear to god. It wouldn't... I would not even be surprised if they do that. It's like, it wouldn't even be... It would just be funny. 
I'd be like, oh my goodness, like, who didn't see that coming? Yeah, but overall, they ruined such a solid, you know, good match between Riddle and Sheamus. Like, why do you have to do count-out or disqualification victories? Or decisions, to be, you know, exact. Like, really? Like, why? Just why? It's just, it's stupid. Nobody watches event and says, oh, I want to see a disqualification or a counter. Like, nobody wants to see that shit. It's not part of wrestling. Personally, it's not. It's a stupid part. It is part of wrestling, but it's a stupid part of wrestling, as I meant to say. It's not really... can't say it's not a part of wrestling, because it is, sadly. It's just, what are you going to do, though? So let me get to our next part. We get to Dirt Sheet. And this was a fucking awful segment. This was terrible. This is one of the worst segments I've seen in the year. You know, I know Miz and Morrison are supposed to be a comical kind of tag team. Okay, we're back in the day. <sighs> Excuse me. Um, But this was terrible. Like, they did an interview with Mandy's hair, and it was like, oh my god, this was so stupid. It was so dumb, it wasn't even funny. I wasn't even laughing. I was just like sitting by my TV like, what the fuck is this? This is not funny. Do they think this is funny? I swear, they, they, they treat fucking WWE fans like we're fucking children, like we're small-minded and we, we're supposed to laugh at that. It's not funny and it's not good writing. It's very, 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 very stupid. Like, seriously, it's just, it's dumb. Uh, It's just... It was just a terrible segment, you know? Sonya Deville eventually came out because she was the guest of the third sheet. Let me just say, her promo was really good. She seriously can talk. Like, I hear, like, in her voice, she's kind of, like... I don't know if they're trying to make, like, a real, like, crazy kind of character. They can make, like, a mental kind of character. They were going to do that with Tamina. You could do it with Sonya. Look how she, like, uh, shaved off parts of Manny Rose's hair. Like, there you go. You can have her be that crazy, psychotic character. Like, I really like Sonya Deville. She's really good, in my opinion. She's a great wrestler. She's a great talker, too. Like, you could feel it when she's talking. It's like, oh, yeah, she's really good. She's, like, a gem... Like, right there for WWE. Like, who would have thought she would be this good? And she can really talk, because we never really heard her talk that much. She's kind of been, like, off to the sides, kind of quiet, while Mandy was doing most of the talking. But she can really speak for herself, and she's great. Like, I'm very high on Sonya Deville. I really hope she becomes back that women's champion, or any type of women's champion soon in WWE. Hopefully, because she is... She's a special talent. You know, there's more of a future with her than there is with Mandy. Because Mandy's just... She's just a pretty face, in my opinion. I don't think she can wrestle at all. Like, seriously. Like, Mandy's just... She's just a pretty face. It's... I really don't know. I really don't know, but Sonya Deville, I like. You know, Sonya Deville is seriously like a future women's champion. 
Like, seriously. Like, she's really, really good. You know? Like I said, it is, it is good, though, that she can talk. You know? I've always kind of wondered, like, what would happen if we see her and Ronda Rousey get in the ring with each other now? That would be really good. Or her and Shayna Baszler. Now, that'd be some good shit right there. I'm not going to lie. That would be some real good shit. I just want the feud with Mandy to end, to be honest, because I feel like the feud, this feud's kind of holding, like, Sonya back from her true potential, because Mandy, I don't know what they see in Mandy, to be honest. Like I said, she's, she's very beautiful. She's a pretty face, but she can't wrestle. She's pretty bad in the ring. She's not that good. She doesn't look like she knows what she's doing half the time. You know, Sonya, like, she's believable. That's why the future, they should really revolve around Sonya. Not, um, not Mandy. Excuse me, Christ, oh my God, I'm just like a little tired. Oh my God. I'm not a little tired, I really haven't slept the last couple nights, but I want to do this for you guys. I didn't want to wait till the morning. I wanted to just get this done. Um, yeah, but overall, this segment was really bad. I mean, like, Sonya kind of saved, but Miz and Morrison, they really turned them into a joke. In my opinion, especially Morrison coming back, and I thought maybe he was going to be in the world title picture, maybe the intercontinental title picture, but he hasn't been anywhere near that other than the SmackDown Tag Team titles with The Miz, and I'm like, oh, this is like just, this is just stupid now after a while. Like, they're kind of funny. After a while, it just gets dumb. It's just, it's just not funny anymore. Like, seriously, it's really not funny anymore. It's just, it is what it is. It's just like, I felt like she, she kind of saved the segment, um, Sonya, but it was just, it was just a bad, a bad fucking segment. It was just, it was really bad. Like, I tried to, like, give it a chance. I tried, I thought maybe I can get a nice chuckle out of this segment. I'm, I'm sorry if I'm going to keep talking about this segment, but I try to, like, maybe laugh it off and be like, I I just don't know. I thought maybe I can get a nice laugh out of the segment, but. It just was, it was really stupid. Like, I'm sorry if I'm taking too long. I'm just, like, thinking about, like, how stupid it was. I just can't get over how, I just can't get over how bad it was. I can't believe people actually like it. Well, not really many people, but. And Sonya and, like, fucking, well, not really Sonya, but Miz and Morris and then talk about Otis and, like, Head Machinery comes out. I really legit forgot Otis was still Mr. Money in the Bank. I'm like, ugh, God, why do I have to be reminded of that bullshit? And then they come out and attack. It's like, that's what I'm like. I feel like I'm fucking... I feel like I just want to, like, fucking go to sleep as I'm watching this. Like, it's just, 
it, it's just bad, in my opinion. It's just like it's fucking terrible creative. It's just I I really don't get it. All right, so let's finally get away from this segment. Like for Christ's sake, let's get to like a good match that I really enjoyed. Let's get to a match I really enjoyed. Alright, so we had Cesaro versus Lince Dorado, and these two put on a really good match. For a really terrible episode of SmackDown, these two put on a great match. Like, Cesaro is the most underrated wrestler in the WWE, and probably in the world. It's a shame he hasn't been really... Used to his full potential. They haven't let him loose. I mean, yeah, he's a six-time tag team champion, a former uh, United States champion, one-time United States champion. It's just a shame they haven't... Uh, it's just... It's a shame that he has been, you know, used at full potential. And it really, it really is a shame. You know, he's so fucking talented. He's so talented. You know, he's... Everything, like... And especially in every tag team Cesaro has been... Except with the one with uh, Jack Swagger's now Jake Hager. You know, the real Americans. Like, that's the only thing that didn't work out for Cesaro. But other than that... Every other tag team he's been in, it's worked. Like, him and Tyson Kidd. Him and uh, Sheamus. And now him and Nakamura. And I like it better just him and Nakamura. Because they seem like they were... They were Sami Zayn's lackeys... In my opinion. You know. It's good to see them like on their own as a tag team. But he really elevates a lot of people, Cesaro, you know. He really does. Like he really elevates people. Like Tyson Kidd, you know. We really didn't know what Tyson Kidd was going to be doing in 2014. It was, like, late in 2014 that he became a tag team. It's, like, he wasn't really doing much Tyson. Like, he wasn't really, like, on... He was really wasn't getting on the card at all. But him teaming, to Cesaro, teaming with Cesaro was probably, like, one of the best things. You know... Because, like, with Tyson, like... I mean, he was a really good wrestler, the Tyson Kidd, when he was, you know, um, he was a good singles wrestler, Tyson Kidd, but then when he teamed up with Cesaro, you know, he felt, it felt like he elevated his career, because he really wasn't doing anything until he teamed with Cesaro. Um, it's like the same thing, like, with, um, with Sheamus, in a way, because he was out of the WWE title picture, he wasn't really in any title pictures, until he started a feud with Cesaro and like they did a best out of seven and the seventh match whoever or whoever wins the series gets a, a title match a world title match like a universal championship title match and it was all tied up at three going into the seventh match and I was really hoping Cesaro was going to win and the match ended in a fucking tie I was like are you fucking kidding me I don't know if it was a double count out it may have been. I, I like, I legit forgot if it was a double count or a double disqualification. 
maybe a double count out, but I was like, oh my god, like we really waited all this time for this. And they became a tag team, and I thought this is so dumb, but they really elevated themselves. They were the bar. They were a great fucking tag team. Like, I think Cesaro, he made Sheamus relevant again, in my opinion, because Sheamus really wasn't doing much after losing the WWE title to Reigns the year before and just the League of Nations, that whole stupid gimmick right there, that whole stupid group. It just, like, he wasn't really doing much after that, especially he lost Apollo Crews on pay-per-view back in Money in the Bank that year. So it was, like, it was a rough year for Sheamus until Cesaro came along and said, hey, man, I can elevate you right here. I can help you out. You know, but it is something, like I said, team him and, him and Nakamura, they're a funny tag team. Like, they're good. Just seeing, like, Nakamura have some humor, it's like, yeah, like, that's... I kind of like Nakamura with humor, to be honest. I always laugh when he says some funny shit. And Cesaro, he's great, too. Like, he has a great personality. Like, fucking Vince was talking about, oh, it's because he's Swiss. He's not able really to re- reach that brass ring. I'm like, are you kidding me? Cesaro has great charisma. He's the mo- he's He could probably be the best wrestler in the WWE, for God's sakes. He's the most underrated. Is he the best in WWE? He damn well could be. Like, come on. I know you got AJ Styles, you have Nakamura, you have a lot of other great talents, but look at Cesaro, look at... I can't even name, like, one bad Cesaro match. And this match is a mid-card kind of match, and it was fucking great. It was great, Cesaro got the win. Lindsay Dorado, he's pretty good, too. You know, I love Lucha House Party. They're an extremely underrated tag team. You know, haven't been utilized properly either. But... It's like Cesaro always puts on a great show. He doesn't lack anything. Doesn't matter who he's in the ring with, he always puts on a good show. It doesn't matter who the hell he's wrestling. I would love to see him knock a more down the line. That'd be a great match. Like, oh my goodness. It, it really is something. But, you know, it was a great match. You know, we know we saw Nakamura kind of get involved for a second, but then he stepped off, and then, you know, there wasn't any, like, dirty finish. He beat him clean. It was a good match. It was a great match on a horrible show. <laughs> like, it's just Cesaro always puts on a great show. He always does. I just really can't name one bad Cesaro match. I just seriously can't. Like, I'm trying to think maybe there's one bad match with Cesaro. But there's not. There's seriously not. Like, he is one of my favorite wrestlers in the WWE. Maybe throughout the whole world, he's one of my favorite wrestlers. He's just so damn good. It's a shame he just hasn't been utilized correctly. I keep using that word utilized because it's true. He's just not being used to his full potential. They're not letting him lose because he could really go off. I don't like, I don't like his theme song, I will say. His, I think his theme song kind of sucks. I like his old theme song. You know, like that theme song. His current theme song sucks, in my opinion. I felt like when I first heard it, I was like, what the hell is this? What kind of theme song is this? I'm like, I just don't like his current theme song. I just don't. I wish Nakamura would go back to his old theme song, in my opinion. But I get his, I get his theme song is like, it's more heelish and shit like that. It gives that, that kind of vibe, but I like his old theme song. I like a lot of old theme songs. That's just my opinion. But yeah, good match. Really good match. Like, seriously. Like, I gotta give props to Cesaro. Who continues to put on great matches. Maybe he will become WWE Champion or Universal Champion pretty soon. It's like, 
it's really a shame that he hasn't. Like, how about hashtag Cesaro deserves, deserves better in all that he's done? Because he's a six-time tag team champion. Okay, cool, but he deserves to be Universal Champion or WWE Champion. Like, come on. I don't want no other mid-card title on him. It'd be great if he got into a few with AJ down the line or whoever is the Intercontinental Champion. That'd be great and all, but it's like, I don't want to see him win a mid-card title. I want to see him become World Champion. I think the internet will explode. Like, when they had, like, the Cesaro section going on in 2015... When they had that going on in 2015, that was the time to pull the trigger with Cesaro and say, all right, we're going to make you our biggest star right here. Like, seriously, that's what they could have done right there. They could have easily made him the biggest star in the company. And you see Cesaro was, like, looking at the star section like, hey, um, the people like me. I'm over with the people. But it's a damn shame. They just didn't want to give him a chance. Like, but they just didn't want to do it. What are you going to do? But then we get back to the Firefly Funhouse. Or not the Firefly Funhouse. We finally get to see The Fiend. And we got to hear his theme song. Because I haven't heard his theme song in a while. And it was great to hear that on SmackDown, to be honest. I was like, oh, there we go. And we see him and Alexa in the ring. Kind of like what they laid off last week. And it looked like he was going to put the mandible claw on her. And Alexa, like, like grabbed the hand and, like... The Fiend looked like he was becoming human for a second. Because he didn't... He just stopped. He didn't do it. He kind of showed some sympathy to Alexa. So... We're seeing some good things happen here. We know we heard Braun. And they go right to the screen. So we don't know where the hell Braun was. Maybe he just got out of Swamp or... Wherever he was. And he delivered a really good promo, Braun. Like he said, he's the most evil son of a bitch right now. And he said he doesn't care about Alexa, so it's like, is Braun turning heel? Because that was a good fucking promo. I was like, that's the Braun Strowman I want to see. Not the goofy-ass Braun Strowman like that he was fucking doing with that kid Nicholas at WrestleMania 34 when they became tag team champions, which was absolutely disgraceful and disgusting, to be honest. Like, and imagine being like Cesaro and Sheamus and, like, you're losing to a 10-year-old. Imagine what that does to your career. Or however old he was. 8, 10. Doesn't fucking matter. But like, really? Are you, like, are you, are you serious? That's that's what you do. At WrestleMania. Biggest show of the year. Uh, okay. That's cool. Um, <laughs> They seriously could have done something better than that. But what are you going to do? Um... Yeah, that was a great promo by Braun. I mean, we never hear the Fiend talk. It'd be great to see what he has to say ever. Like, we never hear him talk at all. But, um... Yeah, it was... It was a really good segment. And it does seem like Braun might turn heel. But I do feel like what's going to happen in this match is Alexa's going to get involved. Maybe she'll be revealed to Sister Abigail, officially, and she'll help the Fiend win. That's what I think's going to happen. They're going to start maybe, like, something with her and the Fiend. Which I'd be totally down for. I love to see Alexa because she's more, she's much better when she's evil than you know, when she's a. Because I don't like her as a as a as a face. I like her better as a heel, in my opinion. You know what I mean? It's just it is what it is. 
But I can't wait for SummerSlam between uh, Braun and The Fiend. And then we get to Jeff Hardy and King Corbin. And this match was actually an okay kind of match, in my opinion. Usually, I really shit on Corbin a lot, but I feel like he had a good match with Jeff. So, Jeff did win by disqualification because Sheamus bro-kicked Jeff Hardy. And I was like, oh, my God, is the feud continuing? But then it was just like Sheamus getting back at Corbin for what Shorty G did to him in his match, costing him his match. And like I said, Jeff versus Corbin, it was an okay match. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to stand here and be like, Ah, it was terrible. It was an okay kind of match. So then we have like an impromptu match after the commercial uh, with uh, King Corbin and Sheamus. I'm like, this is a very random match, but whatever. Sheamus eventually got the win because Matt Riddle got involved. He jumped right in the ring and then Sheamus hit the bro kick when Corbin wasn't paying attention. So I was like, um, uh, okay. It was like, okay, cool. It's just... I don't know. got the win because of that. But then it's like he basically had help from Matt Riddle, which was pretty stupid in my opinion. I was like, oh my God. Like, this show made me cringe a lot. It was a bad fucking show in my opinion. Like, I don't... I, I really don't get it. It was really bad. It was... It was it was a really bad show. It just, it just was. Uh, but then we get to Stephanie McMahon doing um, a video conference with Sasha Banks and Bailey in the ring. And Stephanie McMahon announces a triple brand battle royal for next week on SmackDown, and the winner will face uh, Bailey for the SmackDown Women's Title at SummerSlam. So we're gonna have women from Raw, women from NXT, and women from SmackDown, of course. Compete in a battle royal, and whoever wins will face Bailey at SummerSlam. And in my opinion, like if I had to pick from each show who I'd want to see Bailey face, I'll, I'll say like on Raw, I would like to see Bailey and Liv Morgan. From NXT, Bailey and Rhea Ripley, uh, Rhea Ripley. and SmackDown. SmackDown's kind of a tough one. It's, that one's kind of hard. Shit, that one's hard. But she's faced almost everybody from SmackDown. She's beaten Naomi. She's beaten Nikki Cross, Lacey Evans. I guess from SmackDown... I would have to go with Sasha then. I would have to do that. But I don't think Sasha's going to be in the match. Unless maybe she will be. That would be really good if she's in the match. I actually would like to see that thing. Who from Raw, I'd want to see Liv Morgan. From NXT, Rhea Ripley. And SmackDown, Sasha Banks. But I don't know if they're going to do... I don't know if they're going to do that feud just yet. Maybe they're really, they're really like, holding off on it. You know, it's just... I don't think they're ready for it. I just don't think they are. Hopefully they do it soon. Maybe they're saving it for WrestleMania. It's like... I really don't know. I really, like, just don't know. I really don't know, man. I just... I really don't know. 
Uh, two more things to talk about. We got Heavy Machinery versus Miz and Morrison. Hey, hey. Ho, ho. I'm going to go to sleep. <laughs> um, the match itself I thought was going to really suck, but it was an okay match in my opinion. Like, Tucker and Otis are pretty talented. You know, I just, I hate Otis's character. And the fact, that the re- I hate his character for the only reason is because he's Mr. Money in the Bank, which I think is very fucking stupid still. I'm going to stand by that statement 24-7 all day. It's, it's fucking terrible. It's just, it's, it's really bad. However, uh, the match ends in a disqualification or, actually not even a disqualification. Like, nobody even got hit, but they just ended the match because fucking, um, um, Mandy Rose came out and she attacked Sonya Deville and they were beating each other up in the ring. And I was like, uh, this is just, this is getting stupid now. Just do the match at fucking SummerSlam, get it over with. Or do it on SmackDown, just get it over with already. Because this feud's like dragging along. You're kind of just holding Sonya back. Actually, no, yeah. If not Sasha, then I would say Sonya Deville against Bailey. Like, that would be something pretty good, to be honest. Like, even though I've said Bailey's like a very cringy character, she can still wrestle. You put her in a good match, you tell her to be serious, she'll put on a good match. I'm not, not trying to... I know I've said, like, her character sucks and she's annoying, but overall, she could still wrestle. But, yeah, you know, I would... I don't know, just her Mandy attacking her, and they were backstage, and the lights went out, and this was, like, the worst part of the show, let me be honest with you. This was really bad. Like, seriously. I think a lot of people really got offended by this and didn't like it. I kind of got, like, a little bit of anxiety watching it, in my opinion. Like, I know you could say, oh, but how would you get anxiety over wrestling? You would get anxiety over wrestling then, over everything else. I mean, that's a fair point, but it's what these guys were doing, which really, like, I was like, which I say to myself, okay, it's scripted, scripted, scripted. This is supposed to happen, but... Even, like, you know, scripted movies can bother me, too. Like, um, or movies, which is obviously scripted. Like, the Joker, there was the one scene in Joker that bothered me, and I was kind of, like, kind of, like, shaking for, like, a day almost. Not really shaking, actually. I was shaking, like, at that time, but I was, like, kind of just off the next day. I was like, what the fuck did I watch? <laughs> Great movie, but I'll never, I won't watch them again. Um, but, yeah, this was just, like, they call themselves Retribution, and they were fucking hitting everything with baseball bats and fucking they got the, they grabbed the chainsaw and it was like I feel I feel like I saw like who it could have been like I think one could have been Xavier Woods one guy looked like him and sounded like him so maybe he could be like the leader maybe or maybe he's just part of them um one looked like Carmella because one said she was like moonwalking so one could have been Carmella. That makes sense. This was just bad, especially with everything that's going on in the world with the protests and the. You know, it's it's a very bad timing to be honest. I don't think they should have done it, even if there was no protest going on at all. I don't think it would be smart to be doing that because it's like you're kind of showing what's going on in the country right now, and it's just that's not good. That's just not good at all. It did sue me pretty good. It's like... I mean, yeah, these people are fucking... Retribution group, they're obviously fucking savages. That's what they're meant to be. I get it. It's just, it bothered me a lot. It... it, They're basically like a bootleg Nexus. Because ten years ago, the Nexus did basically the same thing. 
So it was cool once. The Nexus, it was... Yeah, well, at least you could see their faces and shit. They weren't calling up their faces. They were, you know... They beat up fucking Cena. And they beat up the commentators and CM Punk. It was... And, of course, when you're nine years old at the time, you're thinking, what the fuck just happened? And the Nexus could have been one of the best, you know, factions in the WWE. But they got buried. You know, what are you going to do? It's just some crazy shit. Nah, but overall, that was... That was dumb. It was... It was was just dumb. It was really bad. Especially with everything that's going on in the world right now. It's complete bad timing. To even be doing that at all. Or even think that's a good thing to do, in my opinion. That's what people probably... That's what probably WWE was thinking. Like, oh, we could do this. Like, eh, there's a lot of backlash towards it. I mean, I, I would kill it off right now while you can. I wouldn't keep it going. I would end, like, the storyline as quickly as possible. I, don't, I wouldn't want to keep it going if I'm WWE. If I'm Vince, I wouldn't want to keep this going at all. It just... It, it was bad. It wasn't good. I understand a lot of people got offended by it. I didn't get offended. I just got, like, anxious because it bothered me. Thinking, like, the shit you see on TV and what's going on in the world. And then you see this on WWE TV. It's just... It was... And they were attacking the fucking wrestlers that were watching. I know it's scripted, but it's, like, some shit like that can bother you. And it bothered me. But, um, what are you going to do? It's over with. Move on to next week. I mean, I don't know if they're going to... They might They might show up on Raw, like they did last week. So, I just don't like what they're, what they're doing. It'd be different if they weren't, like, doing that type of shit. It's just... It's not good timing. Very, very, very bad timing. But, all right, guys. This is the end of the episode right here. I'm finally going to go to bed. It's 12.10. I'm fucking, like, exhausted. I want to do this episode for you guys because I love you guys. And I thank you guys for listening. I hope you guys are out there safe and and healthy. And I will talk to you guys soon.